adjacent bond. Man, because this movie's a lot like a, a James Bond movie. And uh, you know what? Justin said it. Sorry. Oh, and I was going to credit Justin for Sorry, saying this joke. But I pull laughed back. when he said it. I laughed very hard. Pull, pull back for a hot second. In a movie that has people traveling backwards through time, the best bit that that you had was a bad pun about James Bond? Don't do it. Well, I just, I just play that back backwards. That was an insult right there, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, I have have the ability to do that, and I don't think that will say anything. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone outside and in between, welcome welcome back. back. Spooky season's almost here. I'm so excited. So close. It's so, so close. Uh, My name is Sam Bannigan, and I am Andrew Thomas. How are you doing, Andrew? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Oh, I, I was recently on another podcast. Hell yeah. Look at that. Uh, plugging, networking for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was on Soft and Tinder. Go check those guys out, Josh and uh, Felix. It was, it was yeah. lovely. A lovely time. Those are two uh, very sweet boys. Yes, they are. The sweetest. You've tasted them, too? Um what no <laughs> um yeah so yeah hop over there if you if you're a fan of this voice why are you a fan of my voice uh oh wait i don't plug things now jeez why am i plugging something now you i just say uh, something yeah, well it's like part of your week it's like it was a part of my part week. of what you did it's fine uh but you yeah do no, the full full plug at the end of the episode yes when uh to but yeah this week was amazing i was stressful for about like two hours and and 30 minutes for being at a not so empty theater but besides that a1 amazing great that's good how how was your week uh it's been good it's it's been a nice weird busy for the past couple days uh like thursday i did all my chores and like Mm -hmm. and all like clip my nails and stuff. Like I just did a full day of, of getting shit done. Uh, Friday, we finally got started on the table that we're building. Uh, also Friday we, was a very fun day. Yeah. Friday was a very fun day. We then played, uh, we played uh, the first session of our, of our new stars without number thing, uh, which was a grand old time. A grand old time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can I get a sermon real quickly? That was, oh my <laughs> lord, the wildest shit in the world. It was um, hilarious. I, yeah, I made, I made friend of the show, Justin Jones, do a sermon because he said he was doing a sermon and I needed to know what he said during said sermon. It's going to be a great um, campaign. Oh, it's, I'm so looking forward to how this plays out. Um, Saturday... I what did I do on Saturday? I just sort of hung out. Uh, I tried to go see Tenet twice. 
<laughs> they like they like changed the schedule last minute, so I thought there was a show at one, but it didn't actually start until three, according to the website. So I went back at three, and they're like, "Oh no, that one that got canceled." The next show is at six thirty, and I was like, "What? Uh, what?" <laughs> the website <laughs> says there's a movie starting in five minutes, and they were like, "Nope." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, well, you both." Not yeah. you, Sam, uh, but the theater. Yeah. So I came home and I played a lot of Hades, which I have been playing almost nonstop this week. It's taken up all of my time. Uh, it's a very good video game. It's kind of wild. Uh, and then I went on like a date thing and Ooh. saw a show. It was all right. It was an okay time. Uh, and then I saw, I played tennis this morning. I played tennis this morning. Yo! What, look at this! Look at us! Look at, look at this! Look at us! Also, I have to say, look, look at us! We're, we're exchanging what we did for the week. How long is this? We haven't done this for weeks! We haven't done this in months. In months. Uh... Yeah, and then I saw the movie, and then I got home, and I started playing Tenet and got set up for the podcast. Or started playing Hades and got set up for the podcast. That's what I've been doing today. Mm. Yeah, so it's been, it's like a good week, actually. Strange, strangely enough. Strangely enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, imagine but, if we could do everything we did these this past week, but backwards. Whoa! <laughs> Let's get into a what do they call it? a turnstile? Let's go, baby. The turnstile, yes, sir. Tenet, twenty twenties. Christopher Nolan's Tenet. We saw it. We did. We saw it. Ooh wee. Or um, or we have yet to see it. If we're going backward, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even. Bruh, bruh, <laughs> bruh. When uh, did you see it? When did you? When did you go see it? I saw it. 1.30 at AMC, what is it called? Uh, AMC Garden State. Oh, no, Lincoln, New Jersey. Yes, New York is, is being smart. That's um, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we had to break that law. Like I said, I think I said it last week. If if Nolan says bleed, I say where. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, if, if, if no. <laughs> all right. I gotta do it for my guy. Um, yeah, I so, saw it at yeah yesterday Saturday at one thirty. Cool. In the PM. What about so you? You've had, the, so you've had a little bit over a day. Yes, of this exactly. Movie being in your brain. Okay. All right. All right. What cool. about you? Before before we say our our true thoughts about this film. Uh, I saw it this this afternoon. Um, it got out about an hour ago as to when I'm recording this, a little over an hour. Uh, and I also saw it like a month ago when it first came out here. Uh, me and, and my roommates uh, went to go see it because we wanted to. Like I've been telling people, when you've been shut in for six months, if you see happiness, you take it. That's very, yeah, it was like a very nice, like, 
uh, yeah, I, I talked about it on the podcast, but like we went and no one else was in the theater. So it was like, yes, mm-hmm. we're all alone and we can just watch this movie and, and have a good time and not have to be stressed about it, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, but we saw it. Sam, what'd you think? Uh, I really like this movie. I, it's a really, really good time. It's a really good movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you live in, in America or a lot of, uh, other places, uh, like in Canada, even I'm lucky, like my little, sector of Edmonton is doing okay. It's still not doing great, but like if you follow all the precautions and everything, like you should be fine. Um, uh, yeah. Like don't risk your life to go see it, but it's really yeah. good. I really liked it. Like I, it's a, I'm a big fan. It's pro I mean, it's weird to say it because like, have, have I seen 10 new movies this year? I don't know, but it will probably be in my top 10. Yeah. What we about you? Do a top Where? ten. <laughs> I think we have to, right? Just out of I, I want to do something fun. Like there's, yeah. I feel like we gotta for our sakes, we have to do something a rip roared fun time. Yeah, for we'll whatever our out. end of the year show is. Stay, yeah, stay we'll tuned, folks. Um, I might, yeah. have, I might have just had an idea about it, but I'll, Ooh, I'll talk to you. Later write it down. I, I oh. actually, I will <laughs> take a note right now. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. What? There's a lot of this movie that I really, really, really love. Yeah. I love how much it doesn't take itself seriously. I love how, how cool it, it's, it's hard to shock people now, but to see some of those backward fights, it's like, how did they do it? How did, is this machine real? Um, but there's also a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fat in this movie. It's the opposite of tight. There's a lot of fat. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. Do I like it? Yes. Would I see it again? Yes. Is it one of my favorite movies of this year that I've seen? I mean, from sheer odds, yes. <laughs> That's uh, the thing. Like, just based on numbers, probably. But even if it wasn't, even just hypothetically, probably so. There's so much in this that I love. Yeah. But also, why, <laughs> Christopher? Why, Christopher? <laughs> Why? I mean, uh, why not? I mean, yeah, that's what he says. And then I go, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, it's my fault. But uh, also. To quit, to to quit, to quote Andrew Thomas, big swings only. I mean, yes, yes. I'd rather this than a lot of other stuff. But but yeah, that's how we feel about this movie overall. Let's dive deep with me. Buddy old, buddy old pal. Andrew, I will dive to the bottom of the Marianas Trench with you. Ooh, that's the second deepest place on Earth. What's the first? Is it, wait, hold on. Is it your asshole? (laughs) Maybe. So, let's talk about this cast. 
Um, let's hop in it. Uh, uh, the IMDb page is listed uh, in order of appearance. So this is a little difficult for me to find the Here's people the that we should be I about. feel like every actor in this movie we have talked about, and I've said I love them, I think every actor is great. Just just handpick the ones that you feel. Have we talked about Elizabeth Debicki? Uh, Widows. Oh, she was in Widows! Look at that. She's also in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Wild. She was in Widows. Uh, yeah, uh, Elizabeth Debicki. She's rad. She is really good in this movie. She's really good. Uh, Christopher Nolan has a track record when it comes to female characters. And it's not uh-huh. the greatest. No. Um, I feel like writing-wise, it's more of the same. Yeah. But Elizabeth but, uh, Debicki brings so She brings much. it. It's yeah. like um, Daisy Ridley, almost, where I, I yeah. feel like Ray is just a character, but that actress, that actor, she brings so much to it. And it's the same yeah. thing here with Elizabeth Becky. 100%. Uh, I really like, she sort of brings this really nice, like, human element to this very high, high concept movie. Yes. And it's like, oh, no, this is actually affecting, like, a person. (laughs) Not, like, this theoretical future war that we're trying to stop. Yeah. So I I find that quite quite nice. Um, Michael Caine is in it for a scene. He's Michael Michael Caine, the GOAT. Michael Caine. Can you do a Michael Caine? Can I hear a quick... (laughs) Master Wayne. When when you fall, you must get back up again. <laughs> Ma- master Wayne. Master Wayne. What? Ma- master Wayne. It was the size of a tangerine. Bro- Brooks Brothers won't do. <laughs> was, that good? was that good? Was that fun? You were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. I love it. It was uh, great, Sam. Thank you. Uh, Dimple Capadia? Capadia? I'm not sure. Uh, she played Priya? Yes! She was great. She's cool. She's rad as hell. I, I liked her a lot. Just, like, just solid. Nothing. That's the thing about, like, everyone in this movie. Everyone just does a good job. And it's just like, yeah, you did it. You know, look at you go. Look at you have fun do, doing this crazy movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh with that crazy Russian accent. It's pretty good. I believe it's, it. It's pretty good. I was, I was like kind of scared of him. Like I was like, oh, he's actually kind of a scary villain. I like it. Yeah, it, it is pretty. It's pretty rad performance. I yeah. loved. What were you about to say? Sorry. Oh, just like uh, I mean, for a, for a, a film with like individual character writing isn't the best part of the writing. He brings a lot to a very simple bad guy. Like he could have just been generic Russian bad guy, mm-hmm. 
but much like Elizabeth Debicki, I think I think he brought in a nice part of that character that was yeah. quite enjoyable to watch. It was. It was very enjoyable to watch. Much again, this movie doesn't really take itself seriously. So when there's a Russian bad guy, kind of brought a walks this line perfectly of he's goofy. He is like top tier goofster. Yeah, but also he is a bit intimidating. It's a perfect yeah walk. Yeah, I love it. Great job, Mister Branda. Hell yeah. Stop being obsessed with Shakespeare. It's it's a bit it's a bit much, <laughs> my friend, my pal. Uh, bah, bah, bah. uh, let's talk about the the Batman, the the vampire, the uh, the, the crazy lighthouse keeper, <laughs> the the well, let's keep going the uh, the drug dealer, the uh, what uh, else has he done? He's been uh, in a lot. He sits he in the back of, of the limo. Uh, the de- the devil, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, the devil, baby. The devil, maybe. The devil all the time. Oh, Is he the bad yes. guy in that? I don't I have know. No idea. I, I haven't watched it yet. I really want to though. Um, the our pats. Our, our Rob Robbie Peas. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Peas, but eat your peas, Robbie. Uh. Yeah, I am... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, I'm i so, so glad that Robert Pattinson is, is actually extremely talented. He... Like, he's really good, and I'm just happy that he's getting bigger and bigger stuff. Yeah. And getting... And and maintaining his weirdness, there is the, there's this like wild interview where he just like lies about about like the entire interview. He's making everything up, and it's it's wild. He is a he is a wild card, and I love it. The thing is, wouldn't you do that? Like, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. If I was some smarmy like <laughs> British kid who got cast in. The movie version of a Fifty Shades of Gray uh, inspiring, <laughs> inspiring teen, franchise, teen vampire franchise, and, and you were actually secretly a very good actor. <laughs> of course, I would do that. Are you kidding? Like, I would, I would be the weirdest dude possible. And, and that's Kristen exactly Stewart what I, did the same thing. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I love Kristen Stewart. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Robert Pattinson, fucking amazing. I really liked him in this movie as well. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great in this movie. He's He is very, very charming. Yeah. Um, in that smarmy British way. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. What... I think he's doing in his career, and I hope no one ever tells him to stop, is that he's just having fun with every role. He's just truly... Oh, yeah. You know who else does that? And I hope he can compare to him in the future. Mr. Nicolas Cage. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a conversation for another time. That's a um, whole other bag of fish. <laughs> to fry. Yeah. 
but yeah, no, he was he was really really fun in this movie. He's really he's great. He's just yeah. I think that I think that's that's exactly. I think you got it on the head. Put the put the what is it? Nail in the head. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wait. Put the on. head in your nail. I'll put no. your head in my nail. Oh oh. Uh, hit hit the nail on the head. That's there. The <laughs> Um, with I think he is just having fun. Like I haven't seen Henry, but I've seen clips of Robert Pattinson and Henry because I've heard that's the best part of the movie. Yeah, and, and he's having the, a blast. He's great. Uh, also, just like yeah, he he just is. Uh, I'm a big fan of Robert Pattinson. I can't wait for the Batman. Go go ah go. Yeah, I'm vengeance. I know that from the. I know the sound effects. Raid, ten. raid, raid. I love it. <laughs> ten out of ten. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, the boy, the protagonist, JD Dub, JDW? Uh, yes. John David Washington Junior. Um, he's great in Black Landsman. Um. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! He is, to be fair, he is great in Black. He's in Black great Klansman. in Black Klansman. I told he, not neither of my roommates have seen Black Klansman, and I was like, "We need to change this. It's yeah. such a good film. It's so good." Yeah. I forgot about that movie for a while, and I, and I'm so ha- glad that I remembered how good it was recently. Yeah, definitely try to rewatch it. I think it's on Amazon or yeah, HBO, something like that. Yeah, I think it's on something. I think it's um, HBO. I think it's on HBO. What do I say? He's not bad in the movie. I don't know. Christopher Nolan uses film, and you can only take, do so many takes. I there's just yeah. <laughs> there's some things in the movie that just felt odd. Some line de- deliveries that just felt odd. Jeez, Louise, physical acting. Good job. Yeah. yeah, he has such a such an amount amount of like the wildest sentences ever said by a human being in this movie. <laughs> that it's kind of yeah. like uh, that's kind of why I like his performance as much as I did because I'm just like he's saying nonsense and I 100 percent believe it. That's true. That's very, right? very true. Like he's yeah. he's speaking in in like he might as well be speaking in limericks. Like, and it's amazing. Like, yeah, uh, that's true. I, I I mean, he doesn't. His character doesn't really have like an arc. He doesn't really have like a dramatic like thing going on. But he carries the film. Uh, he has a really, really nice presence that uh, carries through. The, the mm-hmm. entire movie like I'm always a fan when he's on screen and like doing something uh and yeah he uh I I quite enjoy I quite liked it although he is way better in Black Klansman but yeah. he also is given a million more things to do in Black Klansman as an actor instead of just say nonsense time words and see what happens but even like our Pats is also doing nonsense time not jargon I mean, most of the time, Arpats is talking about regular stuff. Like he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna crash a plane into a warehouse," and I'm like, "Great, okay, cool." And Kenneth Branagh <laughs> is talking about time nonsense in, in an accent. 
All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I I get what you mean. I don't think the problem that I have, I don't think it's his fault. No, There's just something. Maybe it was the editing. Maybe, again, I feel like, uh, I know you disagree with this statement, but I feel like Anne Hathaway and Interstellar is also a victim of, of this. Rough. Um, I very much disagree. Uh, I feel like just, you know, you shoot on film. There's only so many times you can do a take. If something's not working out, oh well. I, I still think he did a good job. Like, I have no, I don't, I don't see the issues that, that you are talking about in it. But, I mean, hey, guess what? Hey, hey, Andrew. What? Did you know that, like, opinions on art are entirely subjective to each individual person? No! <laughs> it's almost oh. like we have an entire podcast dedicated to that idea. It's crazy. No, 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 you'll die. That wasn't the emperor, but... Was that supposed to be the Was that supposed to be the Emperor? No, 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 you will die. It's treason, then. This is how democracy ends with applause. <laughs> That's my Padme. That's uh, that was a spot on Natalie Portman impression. <laughs> Speaking of Natalie Portman, Christopher Nolan never done a movie together, but I'd love to see it. Oh yeah, that would be fun. Christopher Nolan, writer, director. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. I mean, uh, the most prolific filmmaker of our generation. Christopher. Okay. What'd you think of? Direction, writing, all of them. Hopefully not none of them. We have talked about Christopher Nolan twice before. Twice before. Three times before? Twice. Twice before. What well, I don't know. Go listen to Dark Knight episode or or our recent uh, Inception episode. Christian Roland knows how to make a movie. <laughs> this is a fact. I think right? now... Like, oh, what were you going to say? He's just, like, he's just good. Like He's just good at it. He is just good at it. He knows how to make movie moments. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Uh, this is now where I'm going to say spoilers. Spoilers, uh, it's a new movie, and who knows when you're going to see it. So, yeah, true man. blue spoilers. If, if this episode gets more than, like, 20 listens, I will be so surprised. Uh, I'll be so surprised. Yeah, complete spoilers. Like, that backwards fight, it might might be, like, in cinema history, like the hallway scene in Inception. Like, it's... Yeah, uh... Wait, which which backwards fight? Because they're all very good and very wild. Um, the one with John David Washington and John David Washington. Oh, the Oslo one? Yeah, yeah. that fight. Oh, man. I was like, both times, I was like, this is fucking good. Like, I was like, this is wild. I don't know how they did it, but it's insanely good. Also, I love how they do time stuff. Then for like 45 minutes, they don't. I yeah. love that. Here's a concentrated amount of like crazy people. Some people are going backwards and some people are going forwards. And then we're going to chill and we're going to go do other shit for a while. And then we're going to come back. It's going to be crazy. Uh, it's great. What a film. Uh, like it's it's the locales. It's it's amazing. The cinematography, the score. Uh, 
All gorgeous. Ludwig Gorenson killing it. As but always. then time soldiers come out of nowhere. Like I like Chris. What? What? <laughs> Chris. I when when time cops came in, I was just like, oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> I just deflated. Uh. Um. Because I just knew I was like, "Ooh, we Christopher Nolan was in the in the corner, right? Getting ready to write some exposition, getting ready to be like, "Ooh, we come on! I love people explaining things. Let's do it." <laughs> uh. Like, like, and this is mainly me talking about his writing. Like, I just it was it's frustrating. It's frustrating when literally in the movie you tell me not to worry about it, but then we have characters spouting off nonsense for two hours it's frustrating man i i get what you mean but i disagree uh because i would take this over inception any day of the week i would take this over over every two minutes someone is explaining how dreams work every any day of the week just show me shit just do it i don't care i don't need 10 people in a room being like this is how dreams work this is how we're gonna wake you up this is how this works this is how that works like it just ah i'll take i'll take this style of exposition over every other style from from chris nolan Uh, like and here's the thing i a hundred percent agree with you like top to bottom yes this is so much better than inception it's wild that 10 years later, because I, wa- I remember walking out of Inception going like, yeah, this was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, this movie that I see is so much better than Inception. Oh, my God. But come on, man. What, what's but, happening? I mean, you're also 23 years old now. You've yeah, seen way more true. movies. You're like more hardened by the world. <laughs> that is oh yes, yes, sir. At twenty at twenty-four, you've seen way more bad movies than you have good movies in your time since yeah. you were thirteen. Cause when you're a kid, every movie's great because it's a movie. Yeah. You don't really think about it until like years later and you're like, was was that good? <laughs> And hopefully the answer is yes, because it's like Shrek or something. But like sometimes it's it's not. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Hey. Don't don't come criticizing my Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, are we gonna are we gonna do a Shark Boy and Lava Girl episode, Dream, my guy? Dreams, 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 dreams. Oh dear lord, Sam's let's favorite talk about movie. More, let's do another dream filled episode yes, of please. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> yes, please. That could be our drunk episode. Um, oh my god dear lord dear lordy lord i i agree with you and i feel like and that is i feel like the key with the direction i feel like christopher nolan keeps stepping up his game he keeps topping himself yeah every time every time um like i know you don't like interstellar but like He's really good. He's really good at directing Interstellar. He just, I hate the writing of Interstellar with all of my entire being, (laughs) and a lot of the perform and a lot of the performances. Matt McConaughey. He's like, he's fine in it. I Um, think that's the worst. I think that's the worst movie or 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 TV show in the McConaissance. In the McConaissance, yeah, yeah. I think Um, that's the worst. That's his worst one. I, what was I saying? What was I saying? Like, he keeps stepping up his day, game. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
And I don't know, man. He's just like topped himself directing wise, like visually, even working with actors, even my problems with uh, John David Washington, like he is getting better with each film. But just writing, he just gets so caught up. I don't, it just, it frustrates me because I feel like the difference between Inception and Tenet is that Tenet doesn't really take itself seriously. It just says, hey, have fun. Like, yeah. we're here in the stuff. Like, I know 10 years ago, I, I came in wearing a scarf and, <laughs> and had a pipe and wearing nice glasses and trying to yeah, talk yeah. down to you. I was wrong. I was stupid. I was yeah. dumb. I, I confess in Interstellar why I was dumb. Um, so here, here I am with Tenet. Let me show you. It, it's just a good, a feel good movie in a weird way. So you can, you yeah. can quote me on that. Um, uh, do you want to move on to other stuff? Yes. Um, so Sam, I have some questions. You've seen it twice. I have seen it twice. Um, actually, What's I'm that? not going to ask questions quite yet. Okay. Uh, you, what was the first movie you saw in theaters post pandemic? Uh, I saw First Cow. Okay. Back I, in July, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like the only person in in my so the the princess the upstairs theater has like a balcony and then a main floor. I was the only person on the main floor. There was other people up on the balcony, but I don't know how many. Yeah. But it was nice. I sat in the theater and watched a very sweet film about friendship. But, like, what was it like? I just want to... How was it like being back in a movie theater? Uh, it, was, it was nice, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't hold the same reverence for, for the movie theater experience that uh, my friend Andrew Thomas does. Um... Like I'm, I, uh, yeah. I mean, we've had this conversation many times. I think mainly on Roma was the one that we talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Man, what a garbage film. Um, <laughs> Sometimes Sorry, you surprise I... me. No, no, no. I'm like, yeah, Roma. What a delightful film. Oh yeah, Sam didn't like it. Yeah, I did not like that film. Uh, so, so like, I, I don't hold the same. I don't hold movie theaters on the same sort of. Uh, pedestal that that you do so i mean like it was nice it, it's it's nice to to um it was mainly nice to like have an excuse to to really watch something and not have to like force myself to really watch something yeah like when we did like i'm thinking of ending things i don't know how many times i i just like pulled out my phone and then, like, looked at it for a minute, and then was like, "No, I have to fucking pay attention to this film. I'm gonna get lost if I don't." <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or even like Matrix, like last week. Like, I, like, I'm sitting here, and and I mean, I got no one else is around. No one cares if I'm if I pull out my phone and check check Twitter real quick. <laughs> they're just they're talking about they're talking about sci fi nonsense. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, that was like the nicest thing for me, at least going back to going back to see a movie in a in a theater. 
what about you? Your first one was uh, not you, Tenet. Yeah, it was New Mutant. Yeah. That, was one, that experience? That experience was... Was it worth the three-year wait? <laughs> Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. I'm not going to answer that until you see it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we, we, the way we actually got caught up in traffic, so we ended up being there late, and we walked in. We rented out the theater. Uh, we walked in. The movie was, you know, The New Mutants. Good. Good. It was, cool. you know, it was a fine film. Yeah. Um, but gee whiz, boy, howdy. When, when you see a movie that was made to be in, in theaters, it, it really... And not saying New Mutants wasn't, but just with Tenet, it just shook my world. Like, within the first, like, six minutes, I was weeping. Because I remember feeling my seat just rattle. And I was like, oh, oh, I haven't felt this in, in months. This is what I've lived for for 23 years. <laughs> is that seat rumbling? Yeah. Um, yeah, no. It, like, people, really, listen. Don't risk your lives. It's not worth it. It's not, not worth it. Truly, especially if you're in a hotbed state, province, country, city. I don't. I don't care. If it's yeah. really bad where you are, don't go. It's not worth it. I've said that. Boy, it was great being back at the movies. It was great <laughs> being back at the movies. Was it not? It. It. Like that overpriced popcorn. Oh, I wasn't snacks. taking off my mask in that theater for, for any reason. I got back no overpriced to, popcorn. Back, back at it again with the with the expensive thing. I don't know. I just uh, I just wanted to share that. That's fair. You're a big. You, I mean, you're the movie boy. So I'm the movie boy. Get your get a Roy. I'm the movie boy. Get it to the right. I say not the movie boy. I'm the mo- I'm just making a song. Uh, so okay. Sam, I have some questions. Yeah. Okay. What is so like <laughs> time soldiers? Yeah. Like the ending, I was just completely lost. I just threw my brain out the window. I didn't know what we were getting. I don't know why we were getting it. I don't know who. Okay. I was just having fun watching. Things explode backwards. That's fair. Uh, uh, okay, what 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 do you want to know? Where where should we start? Let's start at the very beginning. Well, that's a difficult question because there's technically two beginnings because it's time and time is weird. Uh, okay, so are we just talking about the ending? That that end sure, fight yes, sequence? Sure, yes, just that end end fight sequence. So what what are you confused about? Just all of it? All of it, top to bottom. Okay. Uh so there is um the algorithm, which is the big box thing that they that uh the guy the guy like builds at the end yes. and they like take apart. Um that is like the key to to inverting the entire planet, which would in turn destroy everything because like Heat now works backwards and time is... It's all bad. Everyone dies. They can't breathe. It's all bad. So, 
Uh, Kenneth Branagh uh, is uh, basically has a has a built-in dead man switch with his Fitbit, uh, where if he dies, then that information is sent just like through an email or whatever to an account that then in the future people can go dig up this algorithm and destroy the world. <laughs> Following it that so far? I'm fault. I mean, a lot better than I, I was when I was watching the actual movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that so that thing is going to destroy the world. Uh, and um, what the, what the what the Russian guy is doing is basically burying it in like a big time capsule that the future people can then find. It's like that's what the explosion is. Is like it's making like a tomb. Yeah. That can then later be dug up to find this thing and end the world. Cool. Um, so what <laughs> John David Washington and Robert Pattinson are doing are stopping that from happening. Obviously, that's the point of the fucking movie. Um, so, the, so half of the team, uh, it, it goes through, you know, a day or so. And then they get into the little the turnstiles to invert themselves. So now they're going backwards through that day. So they can go through the events of that whole fight. Uh, which means they can know, like, where a lot of people are. Where some, good, like, the big, like, anti-air artillery stuff is. They can find the entrance to that little tomb that they're uh, going to bury the, the thing in. So they're moving backwards. Uh, uh, and then John David Washington and the other British man uh, are moving forwards through that. So they're experiencing. So it's it's what they like. They call it a temporal pincer move um, because like these two teams are basically moving forwards and backwards through the same event uh, to give themselves the greatest advantage, essentially. Does this all make sense? I want to use whatever drugs Christopher Nolan is taking. That's fair. I, man. Like, I, like, yeah, like, did I need to know that stuff watching the movie? No. <laughs> Everything no. you just said. No, to have a rip roaring time, no. But it's, I don't know, it's just frustrating. It's just very frustrating. That's fair. You can be as frustrated as you want, man. That's um, It's a weird movie. It's a weird one. Mr. Grinch. Um, and to, to our last topic here is story. Oh, are we, we're, done, we're done with the explaining? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just like, ah. Robert Pattinson then, then does like a little, a little switcheroo uh, halfway through so that he can help. That's all that happens. That's that's it. I mean, there's other stuff, but you know, you know. <laughs> but uh, you wanted to talk about story conventions. Yeah, like uh, I, Chris Nolan is a great example. Um, but just like I think, how you tell a story is is integral to that story. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think the story, like a Mother Goose story, works without being it being you know, kind of whimsical and kind of rhymey at, at parts and like, you know, um, that sort of stuff. Uh, yes. I, 
much the same way. I don't think, I mean, most movies are very just like ABC beginning, middle end. And it works. Like it's a, it's a standard, easy, easy to follow. Great way to tell a story. Um, but there are a lot of other ways you can go about telling stories that, that Chris Nolan especially has explored in film that, um, have recently become a big part of like a lot of video games, which is sort of why my brain is, is sitting in it. Um, like, uh, like the game I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Hades, uh, the story is you are Hades son, Zagreus, and you are trying to escape the underworld and you have to fight your way through it. The, the entire Greek mythos underworld. Um, but the but part of the story is the is the also the system in which the game is operating, which is this roguelike genre where mm. every time you die, you go back to the very beginning of the entire game and you have to go and you have to fight your way through again over and over and over again. Uh, which is a really weird genre in video games. It's a really great genre. I'm a big fan of it. Um, but it's often not really explained. It's just sort of like, yep, that's just how it is. <laughs> whatever who cares but Hades uses that that system to tell its story it's a story about futility it's a story about repetition it's a story about like all this stuff so each time you do it like people will comment on it and your character comments on it like you walk in and there's this guy hypnosis there uh, and he's like oh it looks like this thing killed you better luck next time uh, and like, if you die at a boss, like the next time you get to that boss, if that's the next run you do, yeah, he'll be like, "I'm back. Uh, I'm like, I'm back to get you this time." Or like, you end up fighting like Theseus and the Minotaur uh, as like the third big boss, and like <laughs> Theseus is always just—he's kind of like a himbo, and it's great. Uh, but he's just like, "Back again, Hellspawn." Ah, this this time I promise we'll beat you, and it's like, well, all right, we'll we'll give it a shot. <laughs> um, but but it, it's part it's part of the story, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, another big game like The Last of Us, uh, two from from earlier this year. A lot of that the part of the story of that game is the way it's told through some flashbacks and through the the character swap in the middle. Uh, and all that stuff. It's like part of how that story works. So I just wanted to talk about it a little bit with, in terms of like tenant, but also just in general. Um, what, do you have like thoughts on it? Do do you like when, uh, when people do this like unconventional storytelling? Yeah. Do you have no. any favorites? What, uh, just all any and all thoughts on storytelling conventions and the way stories are told, I guess. That was a lot of talking. I apologize. No, you're good. I love it. I love it when you talk. <laughs> um, for me, it's just what you're saying for Tenet is that it this story could only work in like a spy genre. No, uh, like I think Tenet, well, like... I think part of the way Tenet is told is through these time loops, mm-hmm. right? Like, like there's the Oslo thing that you do twice. There's yes. the, like, you sort of do a bunch of stuff two times from different perspectives. Um, and, and I think that, I think that is the only way you could tell a story like this. 
whether that's in a spy genre, whether that's in a romance, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like there, there is this specific way you can tell this story and it makes it work very, very well. I get what you mean. Um, I, I can't really think of any examples movie wise. That would be my go-to. I mean, the biggest one I can think of is Harry Potter. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It's the entire last act. And then the book and the movie goes, no, no, no. It's time to go back in time. Yeah. Um, and do it all over again. Yeah, that's a great one. I think even like like another Nolan film, like Dunkirk... Dunkirk it yeah. is is going through three different timelines that are different lengths as you sort of go through it. So um, that's sort of a way way of that story being told. Uh, um, even even like I'm thinking of ending things is sort of yeah like it's told in such a way that that aids aids the story that that is being told. Most, def- most definitely. Um, with Dunkirk, I feel like with conventions, Nolan does have, he is a, a time boy. That's what we call him in, a, in our household. Yeah, the time, time boy. boy. Yeah. Um, There's because... Time Lords in Doctor Who, and then right below that is Time Boy, and it's Christopher Nolan. <laughs> it's Christopher Nolan. Um, where, I mean, with Interstellar, the last act of... Matthew McConaughey on another planet while, you know, a million years in the future. Not a million, but you know. Uh, Jessica Chastain is doing her thing. Then he goes down a black hole. Then he's outside of time. There's that. There's Dunkirk, which is another, you know, three different vantage points of what happened in Dunkirk. And even like Inception with the layers of dreams, he really does love to have those tell stories in a layered way and for the entire layer to mean something. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, Uh, what a, what a cat. But I also think like, like, like musicals work the same way. Like there's only one way you can tell rent. There's only one way you can do, I don't know, uh, what's another musical? Hamilton. There's only one way you can do X, Y, and Z uh, musicals, like, um, because, because of just, like, the nature of them. The nature of the story aids aids in how, in, in the story that is that is being told, I guess. I don't know. I, I am confusing myself. <laughs> Cause I'm trying I, to, I'm trying to think of like smart things to say, and I can't think of any smart things to say. So now I just feel like I sound real dumb. And I, and I hate no, <laughs> no, no. Cause I, I get what you mean. You lost, you did lose me with, with the musicals. What did you mean by that? This... Well, like, like in the same way that like, you can only tell tenant, through these time loops that you can Ooh. only do, uh, 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 like uh, true detective with the two, uh, yeah. like time periods, uh, the, the, the way you can only do, uh, like the good place with, with, uh, 
like repeating the same events over and over again. Like there, there, there are certain ways to tell a story that aid in, in the story that is being told the way you're telling the story helps that. And so musicals, I think are, are the same way, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the music aids in good, in actually really good musicals, the music is is helping the story being told it's not just like there there which is a big part yeah yeah it's it's a big part of like why i really don't like the greatest showman or groundhog's day the musical or Mm -hmm. any of these sort of like adaptations of old movies to musicals because i'm like well that movie has already been told in that specific way are you really adding anything to this story by adding a couple songs i get that you know but like what's this is there i mean like Lion King, what would you two two source materials that make those both those stories the same stories even better within musical theater and animated film? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't exceptions to the rule, but yeah. overall, I think it's I think it doesn't help to Ooh. like that's I, that's why I always have a weird feeling about like adaptations like like a a good example is I watched the HBO um, Fahrenheit 451 with Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon. And as fine as that movie is part of what, what for me at least makes Fahrenheit 451 such a, such a powerful story is that you're reading a book and it's about books Right. Like, so, so I think the best way to adapt it would be change it so that you're watching a movie and it's about movies because that's more, that's more powerful than watching a movie. That's about books. Like that. I think that's, that's probably the best example is like Fahrenheit 451 because you're reading a book and it's about books. It's way more powerful compared Mm. to a movie about books and and a film about time because I feel like, because this film, most films are in a three act structure while this is in a five where you have that opening. Then they do the heist. I forget what's called the optical, the the, the, Oslo, the Oslo. Then they do the highway scene. Then we go back to the Oslo. Then it's the war. Yeah. And it, it is that looping. I get you. Yeah. Now we're getting now we're getting now we're getting it. Okay. Um Yeah. I just I think it's like really interesting. I like that I like that more artists um I, I at least in my experience, more artists recently have been have been trying to explore the way in which you tell a story and how that can affect the story that you're telling. Um I think it's just I think it's really interesting. And I'm a big fan. Yeah, it, of, it's of that sort of stuff. With the Fahrenheit 9/11, or not 9/11? That's Michael Moore. That's Michael Moore. Uh, 451. Yeah, with 451, that's a that's. I get what you're saying, and I totally agree that. And even with his other films, uh, Christopher Nolan, I feel like that all really applies. Yeah, yeah, like, it's because uh, because like. Um, I mean, like, this is this is not an original thought. People have been saying this for a while. But, like, a painting is, like, art on space. Uh, music is, like, an 
art through sound, mm-hmm. and a movie is art through time. Okay. I like, and I think Chris Nolan exemplifies that fact, where yeah. he will keep making movies about time because movies are inherently time. I guess uh, it's it's kind of confusing when you start thinking about it, but. <laughs> So Much is like Tenet. this movie. Su- yeah. Surprise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, how about that? We did it. We did it. Hopefully, your recording is just as long as my recording. Hopefully. If it's not, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'll but see you tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, we're good. Uh, so, you know what scene Andy? I think of quite often? Oh, sorry. So sorry. You know what scene I think of all the time? What it's in Mission Impossible where uh, the, the I just rewatched. Sorry, I just rewatched Fallout and it's so fucking good, dude. Slaptastic. It's so good. It's right when Rebecca Ferguson shows up and she shoots the guy in the face, and yeah. then Ethan Hunt's just puts on the bracelet, and Henry Cavill's like, "What are you doing?" He's just like, "Well, I hope they haven't met." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Man, I get that feeling." Yeah. That said, sometimes you just have to hope, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta roll, roll them bones. Yeah. Why I'm Andrew Thomas. Oh. Why did you say it at the same time that I said it? Why did you say it at the same time that I said it? That's the real question. My name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. And you can find the podcast at Welcome Back Pod on all the different social medias that we use. Uh, basically, just Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can you can join Lennox Studios in producing the show over on uh, patreoncom slash Pod. Uh, for a little for as little as five bucks a month, uh, you can get a bonus episode uh, each and every month uh, as we we goof around and such. Uh, yeah, uh, doing goofy, goofy questions. Uh, yeah, and if we reach, we haven't said this in a while, but I'll yeah. say it now. Uh, when we reach one hundred and fifty dollars a month, uh, we will do a commentary track episode for the Greatest Showman, and Andrew will say a swear for the first time on the podcast. Uh, welcome back, Pod. Yeah. Um, so that's all exciting. Uh, we're about 50, a little over 50 bucks away from that goal, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, you can uh, support the show if you don't have any money. We understand. Mm-hmm. We totally get it. We also don't have any money. That's why we have a Patreon. We uh, don't have any money, and we pay more than it's, uh, $750 in taxes. Yeah. It ain't that funny. Taxes now. Isn't that fun? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, so, so if you don't have any cash to, to support us, totally get it. Understand. No worries at all. Uh, thank you for listening for the, to the show. You can, uh, support us by like subscribing on all the different platforms and following us on, on social medias. Uh, so there's like iTunes, Twitter or iTunes and Twitter, iTunes, Google play, SoundCloud, Spotify, all those different things. You can like, like the track, review the podcast, all that stuff, uh, is a really great way to support the show. Uh, if you don't have any money to throw our way, which we are like, thanks for listening. First off, thank first you off, so much. True, thanks so much. 
If you made it uh, this far in our tenant episode and you're in the ooh. year 2020, good for you. My God. Buy you yourself go. a candy bar. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what else can they do to help out the show, Andrew? Uh, listen. Listen, play that back in front of your friends. Specifically, you can only find that clip in this podcast episode. Tell your friend. Sam doesn't have the capability, so Sam can also tell his friends. I will tell my friends, and you will tell your friends. What did I say? I reveal the secret treasure to my to my secret treasure map that I haven't even made yet. Good luck. Is that was that that the whole thing? That was the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, do you want to talk about the podcast that you did? Oh. <laughs> Soft and tender. Soft and tender is. Uh, you can find it wherever podcasts are uh, played. Not sold, but played. Uh, um, uh, yeah, it was a rip roaring time. I highly recommend. They're nice guys. Maybe one day they'll be on our podcast. Who knows? Yeah. Um, nice. I yeah, yeah. I will be on the not this week's episode, which they drop, I believe, any time of the week. I am wrong. I actually have no idea. I didn't ask them. You probably should have. I should have asked them, but I know I'm not on this week's episode. I'm on next week's episode, so I will confirm with you next week. Next week, we'll have the day that it is released for you. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, Cool. Yeah, go check out those boys. They're sweet boys. Um, And and I don't know. Have a nice. Have a nice time. Have a nice day. I don't have a. I don't have a goof. I don't have a goof, Andrew.